Hey, real quick, before we start today's episode, I wanted to mention the Blueprint of Wealth is officially available on Amazon. So if you want to support this podcast or are interested in becoming more financially successful, go check it out. Welcome to the Principles of Success, interviewing the experts, and today's book is Psycho-Cybernetics. And this is one of those grandfather self-help books. This is one of those books that kind of created the whole self-help movement, along with things like How to Win Friends and Influence People, Crucial Conversations, and um, Think and Grow Rich. This is one of those kind of era books. So a lot of stuff that he goes into in depth are things that you kind of just take for granted nowadays. But they were um, pretty major back in the day, and there's still a lot of really good information. And the super, super big summary of this book is your psychology matters, what you tell yourself, the stories that you tell yourself, the your thought patterns. They matter more than the actual realities. So Tony Robbins... Um, He has a saying of something along the lines of it's 80% psychology, 20% actions. Or success is 80% psychology and 20% actions. So the psychology, the brain patterns, the thoughts are more important than the actual realities of what you're doing. And that's the super, super simplified version of this book. So now I'm going to go a little more in depth. First takeaway is you can be happy now. Quit reliving past events that are making you sad. You can be happy even though you haven't achieved everything you want. There's no reason that we need to be miserable. Quit thinking about the past. Quit quit stressing about the future. I'm as guilty of this as the rest of you. But you're able to be happy right now. Picture what you want to be feeling and you will feel it. That's another big takeaway. The brain cannot tell the difference between the imagination and reality. And don't believe me? There's a phenomenon known as wet dreams, and I'm sure all of you have experienced it. The body had a physical reaction to mental stimuli. So the brain can't tell the difference between fake and reality. And that goes along with everything, including your self-image. Your self-image is more important than positive thinking. So you can say that the world is great and that everything's going to work out just fine and your book is going to be super successful, but if you don't believe in your own capabilities, if you don't believe in yourself, then you're, whenever you say that, you're going to be like, quit lying. What? I don't believe you. You're dumb. So your self-image is more important than positive thinking. Next. The drunk and the entrepreneur both have goals. The difference is the drunk is looking for short-term, immediate gratification, and the successful person is looking for long-term gratification. The only difference is your mindset and your discipline in achieving your goals. So have you ever succeeded once? You can use that one time and remember it regularly to alter yourself image for the better and it doesn't have to be something big you can succeed at being disciplined to go to the gym one day so you can use that 
success of going to the gym that one day, even when you really, really, really didn't want to, and play that little tape over and over in your head that, yes, you can be disciplined. Yes, you are disciplined. And then slowly you'll become more and more disciplined. It doesn't have to be something big. You just have to have an example and you focus on that example and you repeat that example over and over again in your head that yes, you can be disciplined and you are disciplined. And then as you do more and more, you will be more and more disciplined, not just because of practice and building that muscle like we talked about in last episode, but also because you will have more examples to draw from. You never question if you can tie your shoelace or not. You've been doing it for who knows how many years at this point. You know that you can tie your shoelace because you have a thousand references of you tying your shoelace with no issues. The same thing goes with this. The more you have disciplined experiences to draw off, your self, your self, self, your self image, I can't say shh and shh sometimes, your self image is increased and will go to match your behaviors, which is that you are a disciplined person. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now let's talk about negative feedback for a second. Negative feedback is good. Dwelling on the negative feedback isn't, but negative feedback itself is good. A missile is steered by a servo mechanism, and he uses servo mechanism as a analogy for a whole lot of functions in your brain, because that's essentially what your brain is. When the missile goes too far to the left, it hits a little switch and veers back to the right. When it veers too far to the right, it hits a little switch and veers back to the left. Your operate, your brain operates similarly. Your brain is also just like a machine, it's a lot more advanced, but it calculates many, many inputs all simultaneously and figures out the exact direction that you need to go. A, a baseball player has to act like lightning fast. He has to figure out the exact direction of the ball, the speed, the wind, how fast, um, how fast will it fall. And, all he ha- and he has to do this all within a split second as the ball comes hurling towards him so he can catch it. Now, you don't actively think about all of that. Your, your brain's too slow for that. But your brain takes in all these inputs and figures out exactly what you need to do so that way you can take, ru- take off running so that way he can position yourself to catch that ball. And all that negative inputs are all that negative emotions and negative stressors. They're all just signals that something's up and that you need to fix them. Once you deal with the f- problem... You don't need to dwell on the issues. You just deal with the problem. So, for example, if you want less stress, you need to live in the now. Um, Only focus on one thing at a time. Sleep on it. But the signal of stress is telling you that you're not prepared. You're feeling overwhelmed. Now, sometimes you'll have false signals of, like, anxiety and stress just before you go up to make a speech. 
but you practice the speech over and over again, sometimes you'll get false signals like that, and you just need to remind yourself and your brain that no, I am ready for this, I don't need to be stressed. And there's also little tricks of turning anxiety into excitement. I'm like, I'm not anxious, I'm excited, because they're basically the same emotion, just one's the positive and one's the negative. But it all goes back to your perceptions. So imagine this. Imagination is so powerful that a guy can come into a the plastic surgery clinic, so the author was originally a plastic surgeon. But the imagination is so powerful that a guy can come into the clinic completely convinced that people talk bad about him and he can't hold his job because he's so convinced that he is so ugly and that people think so poorly of him that he's just completely incapable of functioning. While the surgeon could easily tell that this man did not need surgery, he was normal looking and had no problems, However, the man had convinced himself that he was so ugly that he couldn't function, but his belief trumped reality. So make sure that you choose uplifting beliefs, and yes, I said choose, and discard and don't focus on the beliefs that aren't useful. Trick yourself into um, believing that you're a better person than you actually are. (laughs) So that was kind of all one kind of big takeaway, Um, but that's because that's the majority of the book. Now, a couple other little add-ons to finish this episode out. I'll be happy when. We all say that. I'll be happy when I get a better job, when I'm finished school, when I get out of high school, when I have kids, when I get married, when I get my house, when I pay off my house, when I finish launching this stupid book. (laughs) I'll be happy when. The problem is, going very back to the beginning of the episode, there's no reason why you can't be happy now. Now, no one is always happy 100% of the time. There are going to be things that happen in your life, and you're not going to be happy about them. That's not, not what I'm talking about. However, for the most part, you can always be happy. You can always choose to actively go towards happy emotions. Now, I know this is easier said than done. A lot of times, I'm pretty miserable and I do my best to try and be happy and use all the different tactics to help me be happy and speaking of some of the tactics that's what the next rest of this point is is don't add your opinion to events so the example he used in the book which I really liked is this man lost two hundred thousand dollars and he said that he was a failure and a loser and all sorts of fun stuff and that he was never going to recover Well, the opinion was that he was a failure and a loser and that he was never going to recover. The event is he lost $200,000. So don't add your opinions to the events. Make sure that you keep them separate. The event is you lost $200,000. Yes, that kind of sucks. However, your opinion shouldn't be that you're a failure and a loser because you lost $200,000. So don't have your opinions make things worse because then it's harder to be happier. Next one is goals. Goals are very useful. Goal, human beings are happy when they're pursuing goals. So make sure you have goals and make sure you're constantly working towards them. Next, don't consume negative media and thoughts. Don't dwell on the negative thoughts. They're signals and they're useful signals, but don't dwell on them. And don't absorb negative media. You need to close the door to negative inputs. When you surround yourself with negativity, 
you're going to be negative. There, uh, just the other day, I was um, with somebody who was in a really, really, really bad mood, and nothing bad happened to me, but after hanging out with them for a, just a few minutes, I was in a nasty mood. I was like, but nothing happened. Why am I in a bad mood? So don't consume the negative media. Negative emotions shouldn't be dwelt on. Just think of it as a engine light, a check engine light. You get the signal that something bad is happening, but you don't need to dwell that something bad is happening. You have the signal and you go take care of it. And then the signal goes away. And then lastly, I wanted to talk about inhibited personality. I really like this chapter. There was a lot of good stuff in it. But too often, we are too inhibited when we go out. If you don't think you're inhibited, let me ask you this. Do you act differently when you're alone than with other than with your best friends? And do you act differently still and more shy and reserved when you're out in public? If that's not the case, good for you. You're not inhibited. But for everybody else, you're most likely inhibited. And that's just a weird word to say, inhibited. Um, and for if you're extremely inhibited, like shy or stuttering or feeling awkward, you need to work on de-inhibiting your inhibited personality. That's a fun sentence. So, act before you think. Don't care about others' feelings. Dress as weird as possible. Do things to make sure that your inhibited personality becomes your regular personality. You don't need, or you drop the inhibited personality and just have your regular personality. So, last, I'm recording the, uh, the, episode from two weeks ago and this episode the same day. So last night I went to a big party. I am naturally super shy and awkward and don't know what to say to people, but I've been working on my social skills for so long that my inhibited personality has been dramatically, dramatically increased. Part of that was also the law of momentum. I went in, I didn't know anybody, um, and I could instantly feel myself beginning to feel anxious and inhibited and not want to talk to anybody. So I went over to the corner and talked to the first guy that was standing there by himself also being inhibited. And then I just kept doing that throughout the night, slowly working my way up to more and more people of people that I actually would be interested in really getting to know, including girls. And that was acting before thinking. I didn't know that dude. I didn't have want to let my brain talk me out of doing stuff. So I made sure that I went and talked to him so that way I wouldn't feel like I was in a setting where I don't, shouldn't be talking to people and feeling awkward. Anyway, that's it for this one. Um, Psycho-Cybernetics is a grandfather self-help book. Personally, I'm not a super major fan of it. Like, I, it's a useful book, but I get impatient sometimes and it's a pretty in-depth book as well. So, I think you should check it out. It's a good book. And with that, I will see you all next week. Hey, real quick, before we go, I just wanted to mention that The Blueprint of Wealth is officially on Amazon. So if you want to support this podcast or are interested in becoming more financially successful, go check it out.